Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mobile Home Park Expert Podcast. I'm Jason Sroden, joined by my partner in crime, as always, Glenn Esterson. Glenn, how are you? Uh, it's another beautiful day in paradise, my friend. Hey, Glenn, I don't know if you know this, but you you don't spell your name that way as it reads in your <laughs> in your Zoom. Glenn Ederson. <laughs> yeah, that's what it says in there. Yes. Hey, I got fat fingers. You know? <laughs> uh, we're joined today by Ryan. And Ryan, I, I'm going to try it because I remember like Naris. So true story. My last name is Lithuanian. And my dad actually was the first of us to go to Lithuania because my grandfather was born in the States. His, my great-grandfather emigrated over. We never knew how to pronounce the last name. <laughs> and it actually has been truncated from Narusovich, which basically means son of. And so my grandfather was like, too many letters, I'm shortening it to Naris, right? And so we always just pronounced it Naris. And my father finally went over to Lithuania a couple of years back, and someone finally told him how my last name is pronounced. And it's pronounced Narus. Narus. But the okay. thing is, if I said my name is Ryan Narus, I would sound really, really cool. And the truth <laughs> is, I'm a total dork and I don't need that kind of attention. So Naris is just fine. Ryan Eastern Naris. European looks good on you, Ryan. I, I think it's a good look. I might start calling you Mr. Narus when we Narus. go in public. Mr. Narus, come here. Um, so Ryan uh, Naris is one of the founding partners at Archimedes Group, and um, they're doing some big things. And, and we want to talk to Ryan, catch up, see where he's doing, see how COVID's treating him. And then I want to chat about Seco um, because it's happening. It's going to be digital, and there's lots and lots to talk about. Glenn, you're a platinum sponsor. Ryan, you're heavily involved on the actual you know, planning committee, you're helping run it. So let's start with just like, you know, when was the decision made and, and why is it so important that it's happening? And what makes this so cool? Uh, I'll start off here, Ryan, and then I'll turn it over to you. But, you know, Seco, just to give some, some history, guys, Seco uh, is the Southeast Community Owners Conference. Okay. So historically, I don't know if it's on the sixth, seventh or eighth year, but it's been going on for a while, maybe five, six, seven years, uh, maybe longer. Uh, I got involved with it, I think, five or six years ago, um, and it's it's grown from, you know, less than 100 people to last year we had uh, just, I think it was just over 500 or just under 500 people last year, and it's it's a phenomenal conference where you're able to get, you know, up close and personal with other park owners, and it's, it's, it's park owner-centric. It's not like these other conferences where it's, uh, you know, a an everything kind of assemblage of, of people with different industries within our industry. It's, this is really, you know, primarily based around how to own and operate, purchase and sell a park. And that's the, the, one of the biggest unique things about Seco. And it's such a friendly environment. And, and now there's so many great people that, that come to these things and get, you know, last year you were able to get eyeball to eyeball with everybody and have some great meetings um, and learn how people are doing, you know, their craft. Uh, this year, it's going to be a little different. This, this year, they're doing it online only because of COVID, right? And they, they, they got uh, linked up with some great partners this year, you know, MH Village, and, uh, and, and, and which is, you know, a great data house and some great people over there that help support our industry. And, and they're using this platform. I'll let Ryan pronounce it because I'll, I'll murder it. But uh, this platform is phenomenal. It's like being in a virtual building with these people. Um, and it, we think it has, we, we think it's going to have some real appeal. 
um, across the board because now you don't have to travel to Atlanta and pay a thousand dollars for the hotels and the foods and the stuff. And you, you'd be able to come in and out of this thing as you please and meet with people who you want. Um, I think it, I don't know the, the date. So let me turn it over to Ryan and let him tell you kind of his thoughts on Seco right now. No, true story. Glenn and I actually met for the first time at my first Seco, which was in 2017. So it was October of 2017. That was when Ian and I had first gone full time. We quit our jobs. We moved into a mobile home. We were living in our, our property in Atlanta, paying ourselves nothing, sleeping on blow up mattresses. We spent $299 on that ticket. And boy, did that hurt back then a lot. And in, in a weird way, it was kind of a good thing, right? Because when it, when it hurts your pocketbook, you, ta- you just treat things differently. Yes, and so I was, just, I was just a fanatic to go and just meet everybody I possibly could. And Glenn, that's the first time you and I met. I'm proud to publicly say, Glenn, we finally got one on the books, my friend. It took yes, a while, but, but we finally uh, <laughs> transacted, um, which is exciting. But yeah, it, three years ago, I met Glenn. I met a ton of vendors that I've since hired. I've met a ton of, ton of other owners who I've learned from. And I also joined a Facebook or a uh, mobile home mastermind group, which eventually faded away, but gave us the idea for the Facebook group that Glenn, you and I are in that is just blown up, which is so yeah, exciting. It's, massive now. <laughs> it's so cool. And that all was birthed out of that first Seco. So that magic has never gone away in my mind. And I am so obsessed with making sure that this event continues to live and benefit people along the way. Because the truth of the matter is, you know, the local state organizations are, are great, but I own in North Carolina, Tennessee, South Carolina. I used to own it in Florida and Georgia. I've since sold out. And the truth of the matter is there's a lot of cross-pollination across states and there's a lot of great people you may just never meet unless you have a more centralized conference. And I love MHI. I will always go to MHI, but there are literally thousands of people from all over the world in, in, at MHI versus SECO where it's in Atlanta and it's just us. So to me, I was just super excited to be invited to come on and, and help find speakers and help promote and speak myself. And yeah, we got to keep this alive because just like Glenn said, it's local folks here helping each other out, transacting deals, vendors, contractors, advice. It is so crucial that we keep this alive and keep it going and, and hopefully successfully make the transition to all online. Ryan, can you tell Absolutely. me a little bit about, I, I want to know about this think, Facebook group. I think you're right on spot. Oh, you might've froze on me and I might be talking over you. Can you guys hear me? What's going on here? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. So okay. this- this Facebook group, so there's roughly 1,200 people in it now. It's almost exclusively mobile home park owners and folks who are looking to to buy mobile home parks. And there are tons of people, small and large. I mean, I'm talking folks who own quite literally thousands of lots. The best brokers in the game are in there, Glenn, fr- front and center right there. 
and you have, you just, it's amazing. You ask a question and you get five people within an hour or two or a handful of hours giving you good quality answers, helping each other out. And to me, that is the spirit of what Ian and I are trying to create with Archimedes Group is helping others. That's the spirit of Seco, helping others. Absolutely. That's the essence is to help the guy who knows nothing about this industry come in and understand, you know, the mechanics behind what it takes to get your first deal and to build a network with other like-minded guys here that they, and girls uh, that are able to, you know, really help you assist. And, you know, I mean, we share underwriting sheets. We, we, we talk about strategies. We, we do all sorts of cool things at this, at these things. And this, this platform this year that they have um, is, is pretty cool. I've never seen a, an online conference platform like this before. Uh, it, it, Ryan, are you familiar enough to be able to pronounce the name and, and walk us through it a little bit? So we're just calling it Coco because it's a whole lot easier to, to just go that way. I mean, who, who, who doesn't love a warm cup of cocoa? So it's really fascinating because so many conferences have moved online that the virtual summit, the big great players who do the virtual summits, they're all booked. So we had to get creative this year. So credit to our friends at MH Insider and Datacomp. They've basically come in and just run with this. And they actually were able to find a workspace software platform. So in other words, imagine an office completely virtual where you have conference rooms, where you have a big speaker room, you have little cubicles, the works, and you can go into these rooms and chat with people. But more importantly than that, you have a big long list of everybody who is in attendance who they are, what their name is, and you can very easily drop them a line and they can respond to you whenever they can. Yeah. Set appointments, you can all the you know, shoot them an instant message, you can you know, join a conference or a meeting that they're in. Um, it, 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 it's such a friendly uh, user face that this, this uh, application has. I, I was really impressed. I mean, I, 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 I'm impressed easily sometimes, but I was really impressed with, with, with this particular well, uh, I, platform they chose. Let, let me ask you a question about it. Do you think that this is actually a better way for people to learn? Or do you think that it's, it's, people aren't going to be able to connect as much? Or do you think it's, it'll be just the same? How is the vibe going to be different? Obviously, we're apart, but from a so, value standpoint. To me, the magic of that first Seco and, and all the subsequent Secos I've been a part of has all been in chance encounters, right? You're on the elevator together. You go out and you grab dinner with, like last year, Glenn and Jason. Well, my connection we all, must be bad. We all, can you guys hear me all right? I can hear you, yep. Um, <laughs> we can hear Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there you guys are. So That's funny. My, my well, we can phone. hear you, Glenn. Hear you, Glenn. <laughs> it's like hitting the thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. So it's the chance encounters, the people you meet in the elevator, the it's, dinners. It's the magic of taking a break to go get a glass of water and bumping into someone. To, to me, my biggest concern is that's gone. Yeah. To me, my biggest concern is like the three of us and the big group, we went out to dinner last year and it was amazing. I remember sitting next to Jason Merker and we just laughed for 45 minutes straight. Yeah, it was I remember an, that. an amazing dinner. Thank you, Glenn, for organizing that. And to me, that is one of the biggest bummers that it's just, you're not going to capture that magic online. You're just not. Yeah. However, however, you also are never going to get a flat database of everybody in attendance 
in person. It's just not going to happen. They tried the WOVA app every, every year that I've been there. It's been great. You always jump in it. You're like, oh, cool. How do I navigate this? It's a little cumbersome. And ultimately you send people messages and they don't check it. And so you end up really not having that user buy-in with the WOVA app. Not that it's a bad app. You just, the thing that, that we've been lacking in prior years is buy-in to a database of everybody who's there. This forces you to do that. So in theory of best laid plans of mice and men, right? In theory, you're going to have a giant list of everybody's there and it's going to be literally force you to check your messages and, and connect. So the, the sad thing that I, I, I'm really concerned about beyond just technical difficulties is those chance encounters are, are probably going to be gone or at least changed. But I think there's going to be a lot of ancillary benefits none of us have predicted that are going to be mind boggling. And that's why a big reason why, even if I wasn't involved, you you better believe I'm going to be there and I'm going to be there in a big way. Because I, Glenn, and I think you agree with me here, we're competitors. Mm-hmm. Competitors don't cry and sit on the sideline. They find a way in the game, even if the game is fundamentally changed. Sure. And, 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 and on a slightly different end, for some of you guys that, that are listening, maybe you're a little introverted. I think it's going to feel a lot safer for you guys to come to these to, to these things and sit there like a fly in the wall and be able to get into some of these conferences and hear some of these discussions and chat messages and things like that that are going on without feeling, you know, overly intimidated by the big boys that are in there and, you know, everybody shaking hands and stuff like that. I, I know when I go to a conference for the very first time, I'm a little intimidated by it. And, and it's, you know, I find myself a comfortable seat and hope people come talk to me and then, after years of going to these things, I don't, I don't do that anymore. But in the beginning, I remember what that was like. And this, I think, will provide an opportunity for a lot of these newer guys to, 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 to be able to just jump into some of these conversations because, you know, you don't have to do it eyeball to eyeball this time. So we'll, we'll see some opportunities that I think will, will be neat coming out of this. And, and yeah, there'll be some loss of, of interaction and spontaneity that might have happened. But uh, and, and awesome dinners going out with people kind of thing. But at the same time, like. This is where we are. This is a great plan moving forward. And, and, and guess what you don't have to do? You don't have to spend $1,000 to get there. You know? And you don't have to disrupt your entire week to go hang out with a bunch of you know, guys in a building. So it's, I think there's a real advantage there. And me personally, it's nice that I'm probably not going to have to talk for 18 hours a day. Which, which is nice for me. I, my, my throat gets a little sore. Um, you know, and I'll be able to rotate with my team through these uh, booths and, and things like that within this site. Um, so do you like so, walk, you like click through and like yeah. walk around? It's like a video game and you're like, well, it's like a drop click. Like I want to be in this room. So I drop my little person into this room and then you would, populate into that room with the other people. I, and stuff like that. I have such a superficial question, but like, what are people doing for swag? How are they like, what are the leave behinds? I bet that's pretty yeah, that, This was a hard topic. This was a hard topic. And, 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 and boy, I've been, I've been trying to figure out like, how do we get this thing done? So it, it, we're going to mail out uh, a box of swag to everybody, right? Um, and it's, it's going to come out to, I think the VIP people get a, a, a box or the early bird special people get a special box or something like that. But I'm, I'm actually going to be including my book. Uh, in this Hell box yeah. this year, or I'm trying to. It's we're we're under the gun right now with the timeline, um, and you know we don't know how many people are coming, so it's it's a little harder to predict. But you know we've we've promised about 100 to 150 books to go out in that swag bag, 
and then a bunch of coupons for my book uh, to go online and download it because I don't think I can get Amazon to print me much more than that in the time frame that we have and ship it out to them and ship it then out to the client. Um, you know, so, and then it, it I think it's better. Are, yeah. I think it's it better. Might, you, well, it think, think about it. You know, if you're at a conference and you get swag, you leave it somewhere, you put it in the hotel, it doesn't fit in your luggage. Now your brand is in there at their house. Yeah. So it might be smart to think about home items that can be used in a home office that are just going to be there, yeah. which is, is an interesting way to think about it. And I love the idea of the book. Ryan, have you, have you heard any cool ideas? Is anybody kind of like breaking ground with like fresh ways of getting attention? We are, we, we definitely have some cool swag items coming. Got to buy a ticket to find out though. <laughs> can't, can't reveal wow. all my secrets. <laughs> the, Ryan's, the Ryan Seacrest. Uh, That's what the I should say. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we should have done, I should have been a little bit more, you know, hush hush about it. But, you know, but guys, I committed to putting in a bunch of my books into there. I've, you know, if they get to me first, I'll be able to hand sign them and then get them into there. If that matters to anybody, it makes me feel like kind of weird. Yeah. Doing that. You- but at the same time, um, every time I've sold a book to somebody in person, they want me to sign it and, I, and I'm happy, happy to do so. Um, yeah. And so, you're still putting the hundred dollar bills in there, right? And the hundred dollar bills. Of course. <laughs> of course, the hundred dollar bills. They're actually printed on hundred dollar bills. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so Ryan, we, with all the planning, like how did you guys pivot and win? Like, I'm just curious, like, what kind of conversations? How'd you guys make these decisions? Well, first, I have to address I am a proud owner of a signed copy of the Mobile Home Park Manifesto. So, Glenn, thank you very much for that. Have read it cover to cover. Highly recommend it, especially if you're new getting into the space. But that's beside the point. Decisions are, are very tough to make when you have a lot of people on the planning committee, a bunch of people, a bunch of different incentives, motivations, yada, yada, yada. Thankfully, most people seem to be of the same mindset uh, as myself, which is like, look, I'm not getting paid to do this. I am dumping a ton of time into this for one reason and one reason alone. We have to preserve this. It is so crucial for our geographical footprint to have a meeting like this beyond just the statewide ones, but to have a meeting like this where we can connect and share ideas. Because for me personally, I see the writing on the wall. I see the writing on the wall. The mom and pops are phasing out and in a big way and fast. And we are ushering in a brand new generation of mobile home park owners. And we have seen a lot of people do it the right way. And unfortunately, a lot of people do it the wrong way. And we talk a lot about that. If we can be at the forefront influencing people to get in, the right people to get in and treat people right. And like when you say in your book, empathetic capitalist, if we can, we can preserve and enhance much needed affordable housing in this country by, by connecting entrepreneurs and allowing them to do things the right way, why what like i don't need a penny to do that i don't care i am so passionate about this space i want it to be the best that it can be and to keep bad people out and there is no better way in my mind than literally to give away information for free to connect people for free to help people grow for free even if i'm training up my own competition i don't care i would 10 times rather lose to a good entrepreneur who's going to do right by the tenants in the long run than some slumlord wannabe slumlord person. I will help you get there. And everybody on the board 
is is the same way. Uh, so and, more- and let's mention that almost everybody on the board is a park owner. And I, I know almost all of them. And I've sold parks next to the parks that they own in some cases. And and they all do this this, this good job, this empathetic capitalist approach that we do. No heavy no heavy punches to the face with these rent increases and things like that. Then focus on, you know, the tenants, you know, being well taken care of. And, and guess what? Then you get well taken care of and your, and your paydays go up. And you're, you, that's the whole mentality behind a lot of this. And the education aspect of this industry is, is not, not the strongest. We don't have a lot of strong educating branches of this. There's a couple of real great groups out there that are doing similar things. Seco happens to be one of the forefront guys, and this industry in the Southeast, is. It, we really need this to continue. So the online version, it is what it is this year. We're going to do it. I have a feeling it ends up becoming um, – hold on. There might, we hear I, I you. Just up. Okay, I, I have a feeling it ends up becoming much – having a much broader appeal uh, this year because, you, my God, this is a national business now. All right. You know, people in Michigan are buying parks in, in South Carolina. People in California are buying parks in Louisiana and, and vice versa. You know, so I think this will allow the guys from that aren't from the southeast to be able to join in, see what it's about. And maybe it's a little bit of a rough ride this year on this particular, you know, first go of it. But it might become kind of a normal thing to do. And we might start seeing other ways for, you know, uh, our industry to educate people through these kind of online conferences so we're excited to be a big part of it, um, uh, Ryan. Let me let me let me jump a little bit over. Uh, got ahead of ourselves from from last year or the last time we had you on here. I guess it was about a year ago. Um, you know, you guys were at uh, on, on a real up and coming kind of pace. And uh, as you said in your intro, you sold off a couple and you bought a couple, and and now you guys are here. How how much different is your life today because of MH than it was a year ago? And then contrast that for those that don't know you. Uh, where how you started, where you had to live in your first park and stuff like that. Yeah, I right real quick. I just want to say this because I'm a sports fan and I'm originally from Cleveland, so I gotta make a reference to LeBron. LeBron was at the forefront of pushing the NBA for the bubble, which, in my opinion, is working very well so far. It's weird. It's an adjustment, but guess what? LeBron, Bron, Bron, he is a competitor, and he wants to play. And so my thing with Seco is it's going to have issues. It's going to happen. I'm people are going to get frustrated with the system. It's going to detract a lot of people. It's going to bring a lot of people to your point from way, way outside whose travel costs are now next to nothing. But here's the thing. I I'm like Bron Bron. You better believe I'm going to be there pushing for this to happen because I want to win. And if you are listening into this and you want mobile home parks, and you're competitive, there is absolutely no excuse. Get no in the excuse. game, make it happen, make your network way more robust by literally going to an event, virtual or in person, doesn't matter, where you're literally going to have the chance to meet people who are going to get you to that next level. But yes, Glenn, to answer your question, so for those who haven't met me or, or heard of me before, I'm a little guy from Charlotte, North Carolina. I, five years ago, had no money, no network, and no experience, and thankfully, no excuses. And You were selling cars, right? Right before that, if I remember correctly. I was. So I had the wonderful fortune of graduating undergrad in 2009. So (laughs) hooray. Uh, And I'm like you, Glenn. I'm a salesperson. That's, That's just me. And 
all the sales jobs I wanted were like, look, we're in the middle of a crisis. I'm only hiring people who have five years of experience, a whole Rolodex of people to call and can be effective immediately. And I'm screaming here like, I am hardworking, talented, want to learn, like put me on the bench. Like someone's got to take a chance on me. And it came down to my old karate instructor at a car dealership being like, what do you think? And I, I go, I, look, I am not going to sit at home. I'm a competitor. I'm not going to sit at home. If these guys want experience, I'm going to go get it. I don't care if it's at a car dealership. And I sold cars for four years, went back, got my MBA. And in the middle of getting my MBA, I reconnected with a childhood friend, Ian Tudor, and we both went, oh my gosh, we're perfect business partners. What do we start? And one of the first ideas was mobile home parks. And then everything just clicked in my mind. All my skills that I had built over the years, all my passions, it, all, all my charity work, what I want to do with charity, all fits perfectly within mobile home parks. It was like the light at the end of the tunnel was finally there. I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I did not care that I had no money, no experience, and no network because I was going to find a way. And in a really kind of crazy twist of events, not having money forced me to do things with other people's money and doing things like moving to a property to be my own property manager to afford going full time and cutting my personal spending down to nothing. That <laughs> taught me some incredible life lessons. And flash forward, last I was on, I think it was right after we bought our Shadow Lane property. We've bought four since then. We've bought 14 so far, roughly 1,400 pads, sold out of three. We currently have 11, one that we own passively, 10 that we own actively. And we currently have three deals under contract right now. We've closed two in the middle of COVID. We lost a couple because of COVID and, and some other issues like Orangeburg piping and some crazy things that happened during due diligence. But despite COVID, we've been able to close on two. We've got one that I'm fingers crossed closing later this month. We just got under contract on one two days ago that should close in the fall. So last year we closed four deals. This year, I think we hopefully knock on wood, will get another four more. And we're just growing slowly but surely with our own money because we don't want to have to worry about a, hitting a preferred return. And that's a big, that's a big change. You guys went from straight OPM right? It was all yep. sweat equity for you guys and, and other people's money. And now you've made, you've made a name for you guys yourself. You started making a buck with this other people's money stuff. You were able to exit uh, some of your, your initial, your, your, your uh, first round funds. And, and now you're into your own deals with your own capital. Um, and that's guys, that's achievable for you. All of you listening, if that's what you're trying to do, it's achievable. You can take the the hardest, longest road, and if you keep making steps in road to these things, going to the conferences, getting educated, taking a stab at a park, and doing these things, you, you could end up here literally four years later with a thousand pads. <laughs> you know, so it's, I mean, four years, what the heck is four years? I blink and four years has gone by, you know, and it's like, uh, it, it's real nice to see you and, and a bunch of other guys like you that I'm friends with in our industry getting, getting this. You guys started when you were in your early, early to mid 20s, if I remember correctly, right? So I was, 20, was 28, Ian was 25. So Ian, Ian just was turned 25. 30. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's impressive. That's a lot more impressive Thanks. than what I was doing when I was 25. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, I hope everybody that's listening is really, you know, taking this story to heart because he's not, he's not pulling your leg. He lived in a park. He bought these really hairy deals with no money of his own, and he made it work. 
Um, and you guys have heard my stories, you know, like it, hard roads are what it takes to get to where you want to go often. Uh, most of us aren't going to be, you know, silver spoon fed type of people. Um, and this industry is great for that. And this, these, these SECO conferences are an amazing network of people just like Ryan and Ian and, and, and all sorts of other good people in this industry that, that started from scratch and so, made a buck. So, and now we're trying to help you guys learn how to make a buck. And there's not, we're not making a buck teaching you guys how to do this, but we're hoping overall, all, you know, we all raise on the same, on the same water, all, all our boats lift, you know? So as, as we bring more experience and expertise and sophistication to this industry, you guys have the benefit that, that I sure as heck didn't have when I came in, in this industry that, that Ryan and, and, and when he first went from cars did this didn't have, you know, it took a minute because just in the last couple of years, this industry has really tightened up and become a lot smarter and a lot more, you know, achievable for, for a lot of people. It's, it's squeezing some people, but making other people understand, you know, the, the, the importance of, of our industry and, and the role of an aggregator right now in our industry. And aggregation in this industry right now is the opportunity. Um, you know, if, you, if you're looking for one part, there's still an opportunity to make good money. But the aggregation, like what Brian's been doing, is where the paydays come later on down the road. And Seco is a great place to learn it. At Seco, how are people going to find you? And Glenn, I know you're you're a um, uh, what is it? Platinum sponsor, one of the top sponsors. What does that mean? How are you going to be? Is there going to be like fake Glens being like <laughs> the corner? Well, there's going to be impersonator Glens probably because I, I got my team, and I don't know. I, I don't know if we can all log in as you know as the Esterson MHC team, or if they have to log in as Glenn Esterson, or or how this works. But my team's going to be there. And you guys know I'm the easiest person to get a hold of. If you can get a hold of me on the phone, I always answer if, if I'm not on the phone. And it's going to be no different for, for these guys. So you'll be able to say, hey, set an appointment with Glenn or set an appointment with Parker or set an appointment with any of the guys on my team, Charles, Vasily, Dylan, whoever, um, and and be able to talk with us. Now, I can't man a booth for the three days that this thing's going on by myself. So it's going to be rotating, but we should be easy. I think from what I understand, my name is going to be on everything with the, with the printed materials and the website stuff and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and, and I believe Ryan's name's on everything already anyway. So, you know, he's going to be pretty easy to get a hold of. And the way that they have this, this platform developed, there's a roster list and, and, and the whole database is everybody there. So you, you'll be able to reach out to not just me and there's plenty of other people you might want to spend time with other than, you know, hearing me bark at you about, you know, my ideas. Uh, and and I'm, I'm happy to introduce you to people if we can. And Ryan's always very helpful with helping people, you know, make introductions. So I think that's how, you know, you, you'll be able to access us, us, access each of us pretty easily. I think I'm hoping that's, that's the plan anyways. Jason, what we're going to do is we're going to get like a digital, one of those used car dealer blow inflatable things where the arms go crazy. <laughs> and we're going to like Photoshop Glenn, a funny picture of Glenn's face in there. <laughs> please, do that. please do that Ryan. It's gonna, how, it's gonna be fun it, so it's gonna be easy for people to find you is there anything that you guys want people to make sure they check out um at the show like what what are your parting words for people who've maybe uh are going this year and have been before or that have never been and this is their first time i think one of the biggest things that made me successful in my first seco in 2017 was I, it wasn't just the superficial conversations that culminate in exchanging of business cards. No, I had pens with me. I took notes on the back of the business cards. When I got home, I put it into a database and I tracked it and I tracked those notes and I knew which vendors I can call for which things, what they offered, what they didn't. 
and which owners were where and which brokers were where. And I have tracked ever since. So I have a really big database of people that I've met all with notes, phone numbers, emails, the works. That is absolutely pivotal. If you are, have ever worked in sales, you, you have missed a deal before because you didn't do a good job tracking information. And, and I learned that at the car industry the hard way. If you got a phone number, if they called you from a phone that they never use, you track that. And to me, that's what I've been, I, I've established that discipline over the years. So you've got to do that. But in terms of what else can you learn beyond meeting people, which it, in theory is going to be easy to meet people. You have a big, long list of folks. You can just send them an instant message. You can bump into them in a private room or in one of the, the speaking gigs. And so you can reach out to folks directly. I'm easy to find anyways. I'm the only Ryan Narus in the world that I'm aware of. So I got to just Google me, but you know, and I, and I'm like Glenn, it, it, reach out to me. I don't care who you are. I'm going to help you in any way I can. But the cool thing about Seco this year is beyond just everything we've mentioned is we're going to have some rock star speakers who are in a lot of ways, very hard to lock down to speaking roles. So for example, Mike Conlin, Affordable Communities Group, owns over 5,000 lots. He's going to talk about how he went from zero to over 5,000. Uh, we have Chris Parrish from Parrish Manor outside of Raleigh. He is just and the consummate professional in terms of leveraging charity, His what he does to benefit charity. He's going to give a talk about how I he's love helping Chris. charity. He's so great. It's He's impossible so not to love Chris Parrish. He's the man. So you're going to have him. Andrew Keel He's is so going great. to join. Yeah. Andrew Keel literally bought a mobile home moving company to achieve an economy of scale to move homes in. So if you need to learn how to do infill, he's your guy. We've got all sorts of crazy, cool, valuable speaking things from collections. How do you collect during COVID? What strategies can you take? To There's an entire day called Manager Monday where we're going to zoom in on best practices for operations. And then obviously we're going to have a ton of rock stars like Glenn will have some speaking time here and there. We're, it's going to be just absolutely a wonderful education bit, a wonderful networking bit. And like I said, it's all coming down to this. There are so, there are so many of us who are not getting paid a penny and dumping in so many hours to create this culture of help. So we can make our space great and keep it great and keep the bad eggs out. I would like to, to jump in and say something about uh, Chris Parrish again, since you were mentioning him. Um, he, you know, he, he does a lot of great fundraising and, and a lot of charity work. And I really encourage you guys to go to uh, one of his charity links and see if you can, you know, do anything with uh, helping out his organization. I think it's called Nessie Foundation. And that's uh, www.nessiefoundation.org. Um, he also has his own you know, uh, park website, which is Parish Manor. And you guys would really like to see that park. He's done a great job with it. It's one of the biggest parks in uh, the Raleigh market. And he's such a great guy. And he helps out our industry in such a spectacular way. And if you get to speak with him, you know, he's somebody worth speaking to. Mike Conlin, another great guy. Even the speakers you're mentioning – these are real deal, nice guys that, you know, are here to help and here to educate. And, 
it's not too often we we get the opportunity to speak at these kind of things. You know, when you go to these bigger conferences, it's usually people like Ben Carson that are speaking and and these bigger names that are in our industry. In in Seco, it's really about like the actual operators and the actual owners and how to help further this industry. One of the best ways to see where you're going is to talk to people who are already there. So that's my Conlon is one of my best friends. I think the absolute world of him. And I told him, I tell him all the time, I want to be like Mike. And it's just amazing to rub shoulders with folks who are already there where you want to be because they can tell you what it's really like. Cause you can only imagine that end goal and it's talking to someone who's already got there will help you skip a few steps the right way without taking shortcuts. Cause they've done it. And that's the spirit of it. And I mean, beyond just Mike, we we've also got Rhett trees who set oh, capital. Rhett's great. He's Rhett wonderful. Is amazing. We, we think the world of him, he is going to be talking about due diligence and also Ian is going to go into due diligence a lot too. That's kind of his thing. Yeah, it's going to be, we're, I mean, there's, we're going to talk about so many amazing topics. There are going to be huge owners there who are desperate to meet anybody with a pulse, quite literally, and, and help out and don't expect anything in return. And that to me is the heart of Seco and why Seco needs to continue on. It needs that type to create that type of culture and perpetuate that type of culture as we usher in this next generation of mobile home park owners. 100%. So Ryan, how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way to contact you? So I like to say like my favorite rapper, Tupac, I ain't hard to find. Tupac was way cooler than me, but I love that (laughs) quote. Again, I'm the only Ryan Naris that I am aware of. It's spelled N-A-R-U-S. That's N like Nancy. Google me. I am on all over LinkedIn. I, I accept about anybody who requests me. I, I'll respond to your messages. You can also email me through my website, ArchimedesGRP.com. If you're interested in nitty gritty operations of mobile home parks, I have my own podcast called Mobile Home Parks in Real Life, which I stress the in real life portion. And then my business partner, Ian Tudor, also very easy to find you google him his linkedin i believe is the first thing to to show up email either of us we are here to help and don't expect a thing in return amazing glenn how do people get a hold of you well i'm also very easy and also the only glenn esterson that i know of in this country maybe and i'm the only jason sroten that's got to be pretty weird that's pretty Real. cool, right? You know, Hell yeah. but uh, you can go to my website, either the Esterson MHC team website or the more popular MH, the MHP broker, MHP expert website. <laughs> the um, MHP expert.com. There you go. Uh, and you know, my, you, you can reach out to us by email, phone, website, however it is. You guys know how to get a hold of us at this point. And, you know, we, we definitely would look forward to speaking with you, seeing, uh, seeing y'all at this conference and, you know, but if I or any one of my team can be of assistance, you know that we're here to help. Glenn, thank you so much. Ryan, thank you so much. Good luck to you guys at Seco. I wish you the best of luck. Everybody, make sure you go check out Seco this year. It's going to be a really interesting experience and it might change your life like it changed Ryan's. So on behalf of the Mobile Home Park Expert Podcast, I'm Jason Sirot, and we will see you next time. Thank you, sir. All right, guys, have a great day.
Uh, you're gonna have a little bit of editing on your hands there. Huh? If I <laughs> in now, man, I'm sorry, dude. Bro. I can't. I mean, I I don't know. Some of it works. The the longer one, the that the end, I'll probably cut down. But the other ones, like we were, we kept talking because we yeah. could see. And, and if you can merge over the MHP broker stuff, that that would be great. If you could backtrack that one second, yeah, I meant fine. to say expert. That would be great. No problem. Um, Man, you're the best, Jason. I, I'm just so glad you're my friend, bro. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You guys right. have an awesome day. You guys rock. We'll see weekend. you soon. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Thanks for being on with us. Later. Take care.